Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? YDBT Daily coming at you every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Basically, it's the same thing as talking shit just on Thursdays. Today, what we're going to talk about is Whipple. That's right, because it's a Whipple supercharger on their car. Makes a 20, 24 and up Mustang run a 9.99 at over 140 miles an hour. Now, a lot of you guys that saw the lethal car get down, hitting the brakes in the middle of the shifts, which makes me think that the driver was slamming the brake in the middle of the clutch depress, makes me think that it's a user error. I can't imagine that the 24 Mustang in between the shifts just turns on the, the brake lights for no fucking reason because there's a torque issue. So today we're going to talk about that specifically. We're going to show you the video. We're going to show you that it went 9.99 supposedly on a gen, on a stage two kit catalytic converters the whole nine yet again proving that the whipple uh gen 6 is better than the gen 5 that's what it proves to me now a lot of people go vmp went that number with a whipple blower and a vmp label on their blower understand this like this is the this is the biggest issue we're gonna have with this why would i buy a whipple kit from vmp when I can get it from whoever gives me the cheapest price, if at the end of the day, there is no incentive of buying it through VMP. I can get it from DNA High Performance. I can get it from Lethal. I can get it from American Muscle. I can get it from wherever. So what is the upside of buying it through VMP? We've all speculated, especially the dark Facebook web. There's a underground kind of rumbling, and the memes that are coming out of that is... I'll show you a couple of the memes. As a matter of fact, one of the first memes or, or photoshops is, is the, what I put there where it shows Dustin holding up Justin and <laughs> celebrating the Whipple car running that number. And that's what we're going to concentrate on today because it is a very interesting thing to cover. Also, I'm going to show you that this Mustang is not performing. Again, guys, I know you're going to think I'm a hater. It's not performing any better than the previous Gen 3. And I will show you the proof because in 2018, Lund Racing took their Gen 3 Mustang with a Gen 5 Whipple and went on uh, same boost, 3.8 pulley, pump gas, MS109, E85 on the same day. Then they pulled down to 3.625 pulley and went ahead and did a run there. I'll show you that very short video. But again, Nothing to sneeze at. A carb EO kit that's supposedly a carb EO kit that you can bolt on your automatic Mustang. If it's a manual, it's only going to trap 135. If it's an auto, apparently it traps seven or eight mile an hour more. So we'll go ahead and talk about that, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks! Yeah! PMAS! We gave away a PMAS cold air on Tuesday. PMAS, Nick James, and PMAS making the best cold air intake. Best filter. Make yourself, or just gonna call it, uh, make your own cold air kits, sensors, you name it. PMAS, Nick James at PMAS. Dean Hap Performance. If you want a PMAS cold air, get it at Dean Hap Performance. You can also get a Whipple, Forward Stars, Wells, Injectors, Cold Airs, you name it. The online parts house sponsor of the show, DeanHapPerformance.com. And the parts bar. Mark Farm is where you get some used shit. Crank a pallet, pull out, pay off, because I never do. They paid their bill, so it's all good. Transmissions, odd parts, shells, rolling chassis. Check them out. Claude Solution, Rami Zanana. Are you still in business? I haven't heard shit. 
Hopefully, he's good over there in Puerto Rico. Pull out a solution. Calumetermission, calumetermission.com. He's going to be at um, NMRA. He's going to be NMRA uh, fucking... Where the fuck is NMRA? Nobody knows. He's going to be the only one there. Barrack, that's right. If you want to stunt, get some badass moves on your Ferrari, Lambo, Porsche, or Mustang. Balak Industries, Daniel Barato in Miami, and MFP, MFP of Australia, MFP, uh, oh, $315,000, and they're working their way up to that, at least $15,000 up front, they're owed, they're owed, they're owed, and they're going to be shipping me a couple of awesome parts, guys, they showed me a Paxton, a Paxton crank support, guys, it is jewelry so i'll go ahead and um once let me pull that up real quick and once i can reference it and then we'll talk about the whole vmp situation which is a little odd to me and it should be because what's the upside because basically it's just a a whipple it's a whipple kit that vmp could my there's no there is no vmp behind it what is vmp doing to this whipple kit that makes it any better let's talk to the people here oh my god do i actually have did i do the right thing and actually put the people's names up here let me make sure i did because i'm just by myself i need somebody pushing buttons and no i'm not gonna have anyone else do it for me because i like keeping every dime to myself clean 93 gt d rock fox Gallo bravo money for 40 d rock fox again dixon valley 10 speed with the di kit and it worked fine congratulations nitrogen buy supplies more pubes more boost 956 because epa says oh no lethal sucks again ah they don't suck i think that they probably feel left out because everyone's having a party over there and they're they they, they no one cares like it just just kind of went away mr mustang tango empyrean okay uh brightson wit adams uh, adams saval martin wings stewart mr mustang d-rock fox again building dirty billing daily <laughs> daniel Mort ferrero bondelberg calling me impressed full weight whipple octane booster and stock catted exhaust wait a minute they said 93 octane bondelberg don't start with this shenanigans because they said 93 octane. If it's octane booster, it is not pump gas. So let's get that straight. Be the best. Nice to buy supply. Leon Phelps, Maki Mock, Bryson Witt, Ignacio Ramirez, Twitch, Diego, Omar, Ken Phillips, Andy Black, Betty, Nixon, Tarpia, Izzy R, Paul Pontiu, Francisco, all the way to the bottom here. We got Paul Pontiu, Donkey Mac, Dustin Garrison, Mofler, Nate Dog, Jose, Black Cat, Minibike, Nick Rogers, Inzane Mustang, all the way to the bottom, all the way to the bottom, all the way to the bottom. Legion, Leadfoot, Eric Hill, Corey Johnson, Coyote, Austin, the Jacko Bell, Grants Pars, Race Car, Boss, awesome. The VMP Odin wasn't built by VMP either. It was Magnuson. Yeah, but but it was their design. It, it was at least their design. This has nothing to do with it. Oh, Chuck Carter. If it's with Boostane, they need to do they do they need to issue a correction. Because according to this, it, it was pump gas. Everything that they put out there, there was talking pump gas, pump gas, pump gas. So let's get to it. According to Chuck Harder of Whipple, it was a octane booster hit. So let's check out the, the run here. And it paid off. <laughs> I, that's all I could find. So don't get mad at me about the size. First off, how did you feel about it? The car felt good. Like at first, I thought there was a little bit more hop than there had been the previous couple times. There's always been a little tiny, tiny bit of hop. It left hard. It did. Yeah. Um, and it paid off. 
anyway, so that <laughs> I'm just blown away. My antics. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So now you've seen that it goes over 140 miles an hour. Now let's bring this into. Let give you, I'm going to give you context. I'm going to give you context. This is Lund Racing. And again, I'm not making fun of shit. I'm just telling you, it's 2024 and a stage two kit with octane booster went 9.99. So 100 octane in the tank went 9.99 in 400 DA in Orlando, which we get about a month of that in Orlando. Lund Racing back in 2018 with a Whipple Gen 5 did the following. Same boost, MS-109. Same boost, E-85. Finally, a 3.6 pulley on E85. So the Lunds went threes on a 3.625 pulley and E85, 9.6. They had gone 9.8 on E85 and a regular size pulley and 10.0 and not so great DA because it is Pennsylvania and not 400 DA, probably 1,000 or 1,500. If you live in the DA area and in the uh, PA area, you know it can get muggy and nasty up there. So we're back to where we've been in 2018. Now this is going to be the ongoing issue with 2024 Mustang. You're stuck. Like you're 100% stuck you can pull it down as far as the injectors allow and then i'm sure there's going to be either a torque limit or a fueling limit on the 2024 mustang so unless tuning comes out you're going to preach stuck in the with good da let's say if you're in the north or if you happen to be in florida with under 500 da you should and you have a 100 pound jockey because rebecca stark is probably 105 pounds she's tiny so that, that is probably going to be the best that car can do because it is octane boosted. If you pull it down even further, I think you're going to be stuck in the high nines, which isn't a bad place to be. If you want carbio, I don't suggest, okay, let, let's be honest, guys. Catalytic converters are not going to survive that test. You and I both know stock catalytic converters designed for a car that made 460 flywheel behind the asshole power are not going to love the fact that you've effectively doubled the engine output, doubled the heat, and I don't think that it has enough injector to properly cool the catalytic converters and have them survive at that at that level. Why? Because there's precedent. We've seen these car, these stock cats just not live a long life the moment you boost them, and I would not trust a high-flow catalytic converter either. So then you have to make the decision. Am I going to stay with the Stage 2 Whipple kit on pump gas? which we all know is right on the edge of the knock sensors not being happy and stock cats that probably will not survive long term. Or are you just like, I don't care. I just want to be in the 10s and have a semi-warranty. 10.9, uh, 10.8 on a 10R car is fine. Okay, so then you go, okay, why should I go to VMP over lethal DNA and uh, name your other vendor? Price. And therein lies the issue. 
So I'm starting to wonder if Lethal and other vendors are chirping to um, are, are chirping to Whipple on the backside and say something like, what the fuck? We've been with you from the get. And now you're giving a Johnny come lately. And again, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. As a matter of fact, I, I hope that 24 becomes stays untunable for the foreseeable future. Because people will see how the world sucks without LUN tuning stuff. And everyone's going to go, okay, cool. But I want to go E85 in a fuel system. Can't do it with Whipple. I want to go 1,000cc injector. Can't do it with Whipple. Because that injector has to have a carb EO behind it. So everything under the carb EO umbrella has to be in effect if you're going to stick with a tune that has a carb EO with it. So 1,000cc injector, gone. E85, gone. Fuel system, gone. Gear ratio changes. Maybe the Tomahawk has the ability to do that. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you're going to be stuck with what you got. And I like that. Because now people are going to go, okay, look, I got, I got, I got a 9-second 24 Mustang. Well, my 23 can go 950 with a E85 and a fuel system. Are you going to be happy at 9.9? No, nobody's going to be happy with 9.9. Nobody's going to be happy with what they got just from Whipple. Nothing against Whipple. They are not the final tune you leave on the car. Typically, what happens is people upgrade the tune immediately. Like, absolutely. And yes, Chuck Carter, if you have any questions for Chuck about what the, the, the details of this situation is with VMP, that's the guy to ask. So a lot of you are under the impression that VMP is going to have access to Carbio tunes from Whipple. I don't think that's the case, but I don't know what they have in writing. Maybe Chuck Harder can actually clarify that. A lot of people think, oh yeah, we're going to go ahead and work together and make a badass kit. I don't know if that's the case, but again, I don't know what their deal is. But typically, if you start giving or, or glomming off of someone's Carbio to one person, you should do it to all people. You should do it to all of your dealers, whether it be, you know, name your dealer here. So that's going to be the bit of a, a bit of a slippery slope, let's just say, uh, navigating the future of the untunable 24 Mustang, now tunable by only a certain few that are allowed to mess with it. And VMP will inherit some Whipple EO numbers. Yes. So there you go. So, so if it's an inheritance thing, does that then become exclusive or does that then become available to all of the dealers and that's what sometimes all of the dealers have to then trip about because let's say all of a sudden they start modifying some of the stuff and are able to still live under the carb eo umbrella so okay i got the carb eo umbrella i'm good i can sell this cold air because i am under the carb eo umbrella and it's only vmp well don't you think other People are going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. What about us? We've been with you from the get-go. And that's something they have to navigate. Luckily, as a tuner, outside looking in, this is these are the questions I have. It, I don't care because 23 and under, if you're going to go, if you want to go the fastest possible, I'm going to say 23 and under. Like, don't even touch S650. To me, S650 is still something I wouldn't touch if I can't modify it to my needs. And the nice thing about my Gen 1 project is I'm going to show you guys that I can probably go nines and actually I know for a fact. I can go nines in a 6R80 car with a VMP Gen 2R. And that's a lot of you guys that are entering the Coyote market 
maybe you can't afford a Gen 1 because it's so old. It's almost, it's 10 years old at this point that the banks are not going to, you know, finance it fully. I had to put a big chunk down to be able to finance my 13 so that the bank, the bank was happy. Or some of you are going to say, I don't care. I'm just going to roll the cost into the 24 Mustang, roll the cost of a, v, of, a, of, a, of a VMP or a Whipple or a lethal lidded Gen 2, uh, Gen 6 Whipple on my car. And I'll have a $63,000 GT or $70,000 GT that comes supercharged already. And I am just paying a monthly eleven dollars or $1,200 bill. And I have myself a 800 horsepower on the dyno, slams the brake in the middle of the shifts, or runs 142 with a 10R80. That's something that you guys have to figure out. But if you want to grow, this channel has always said, don't even fuck with the 24 Mustang. To me, it's still something I don't even look at. If you want to get it into the Coyote game, Gen 2 is the number one option in my opinion. Then Gen 3, because I'm not a big fan of the 10R80. I still think the 10R80 is a dud and eventually it's just going to rear its ugly head the issues that that has had. Whereas the 6R80 is, in my opinion, a better transmission to start with. Build it, have a ball, and you're going to have a good time. So when I get my Gen 1, I will show you guys what it takes to run that number. The goal is to probably beat this car's number with the stock motor. And I'm able to tune around it knowing that it is a, let's say, less desirable architecture. And I'm going to do it with a smaller blower, a VMP Gen 2R. That's something that VMP doesn't support anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and do that just to show the people that you can do it. And then we'll see if we can do some custom stuff on it. And then we can get it into the low nines. It won't happen on the stock motor. I, that Gen 1, I think, is going to quit. When I'm in the 9998 range, you're going to start seeing some ringland issues. You're going to start saying maybe seeing a rod chuck, but I'm trying to keep everything in the block so that it doesn't explode. And then I can still have a block that's usable or sell it. And then I can shove a Gen 3 bottom end in there or a Illuminator bottom end or Illuminator long block. DI delete, do some weird shit with the cams and see how all that goes. So we'll talk to you guys. Would you buy, based on VMP's run, a blower from VMP? And would you buy it under the umbrella of maybe I can upgrade it because they will absorb some of the EO stuff, maybe cold airs, maybe throttle, not throttle bodies. They already got a good size throttle body. Like, I don't know what they're going to absorb. D-Torque 95s aren't Carbio. FIC 1000s aren't Carbio. ID 1000s are not Carbio. 1300s are not Carbio. No fuel system of Carbio. No catch can. It's Carbio. So I'm. it's going to be interesting how all that pops up. So we'll talk about it. See what the deal is. Um, not much else really to talk about, except you guys saw the video where Lethal released running 135 in the quarter, and the car's brakes were, the brake lights were turning on on the shift. You know what that is, in my opinion, guys? The guy's foot just slamming the, the, the pedal by mistake. Like, when I see a car launch like that, by the way, why the hell didn't the car have a bias ply tire? And this is where you guys need to understand that these parts companies are not racers. VMP at least has a, a track record of attending races, but VMP are not racers. Like none of them are racers. I would never look at anyone at VMP and go, you know about racing. I would say you attend racing events to R&D your product, but in terms of racing, no, you're not, you're not, you're not racers. So when a parts company starts, you know, trying to go racing and then they put a drag radio on a stick car, I go, what the hell happened there? I don't understand why that was even a thought process when their blue car with a Whipple 2.9 front feed and 800 horsepower went 9.6, if I'm not mistaken. That 
and that car had a bias ply tire. Do I need to remind you guys of that? Do I need to remind you of what Lethal did way back in the day with their 2015 Mustang? And, and, and you know, not to not to not not to um, you know put a feather in my hat, but I was the one that was yelling at them, going, "Why the fuck are you going out there with a drag radio?" They had an M and H drag radial and the car would launch terribly lethal mustang uh here it is yeah it it run this car had a front feed whipple okay old old outdated technology this car made about 800 or so horsepower and look at what it ran come on oh my god the camera works stupid Again, again, a look at it. A bias ply fucking tire. Jesus, get with the program and you launch it at whatever the fuck you want. Nine seventy two at one five zero. This car had a booster pump, MS-109, Lund tuning, and it made 800 or so rear wheel horsepower on the dyno. So please, when you guys are sitting there telling me that this is an impressive car, the 135 mile an hour, when it made the exact same rear wheel horsepower that 2.9 front feed Whipple did, and it ran a full fucking second quicker, please, please, please sit down when you talk to daddy. Stop it. That's what happens when you guys do not have racing experience. You don't have the right people in your corner. You're selling parts. You need to listen to racers. Maybe I'm not the best racer on the planet, but I sure as fuck question why the hell I had a drag radial. And how many times did y'all get down the track before you'd put a bias plate on it? You got down the track like shit. Thing was stuck in the 10 O's. 10-1, 10-2, 10-0. And I'm like, stick a bias plate in it. Floor it at 45, 4,600 RPM and dump the clutch. 150, 970 back in 2015. So please, please, please stop telling me this S650 is impressive. It's, it's probably a good selling point for Whipple. But in terms of the racing market, it, it's not that impressive. Um, why doesn't Lund sell? Because we're not part sellers, is ER. And we're not interested in being parts sellers. You understand? Lund has, Lund, Lund has run Whipple stuff before. They have a Whipple 3 in the Black Bean. And let's not talk about that. But the Black Bean needs a Turbo 400. This, 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 this 10R80 shit it has just got to disappear. It just absolutely has to disappear. But I know Junior. Junior wants a, a 10R80 in there. And I'm just like, oh my God, just put a 400 in there. Run a 780 and have fun and live life. And learn the 400 in a platform that you're semi-familiar with. And then you can say, okay, I can carry my learning knowledge over to this and see if it if it helps when it when the gray goose when it comes time for the gray goose to get into a uh, turbo four hundred. So I'm kind of blown away by that. One thirty five seven hundred horsepower on a Gen two number at sea level. Exactly, the Mustang King kept talking about how nervous he was to take the car down the track. High tens are super scary. Again, guys, you need people in your corner that know racing. And if you surround yourself with people that have no idea about stick shift racing, stick shift racing, we're not talking automatic stuff. We're not talking clutch slipping stuff. We're talking manual, dump the clutch, 6,000 RPMs, 
Look at what happened with me and the white car. I went out there with a drag, I went with a bias ply, dumped the clutch. Car did exactly what I thought it would do. And it ran within a tenth of what that blue car went, 135, and it, and it did it with five, five less mile an hour. Um, does DNA carry caddy parts? You got to hit them up. Um, MD, looking to replicate what you'll do with your new Gen 1, but wondering if my 100,000 mile Gen 1 6R80 is good to start. Start modifying now. Anyone have experience with modifying high mileage coyotes? I will because my Gen 1 is going to have 70,000 miles. Now, it is a virgin car, meaning it wasn't modded. Who knows if it was um, tuned ever, but it still has a stock airbox, stock uh, resonator tube, all that stuff. So what I'm going to do is treat it as if it's new to you because that car is not going to become very um, desirable for people that want to dip their toes into Coyote. And let's be honest, Brent LaSala's car is selling that body style. Nobody is looking to get a Gen 2 based on somebody that is racing. Everyone looks at the Grey Goose and Brett LaSala's car and goes, that's a Coyote. That looks like a retro car. That has a solid rear axle. That's a race car. A lot of people look at a Gen 2 or a Gen 3 and they don't even want to start. They don't even want to start with that car because they're like, why? It, it, it's in a completely different crowd. Uh, it's a course of blow my dicks, stupid loud. I actually was getting a ride back from Jake um, when I was delivering, when I brought the Corvette down and the Fairmont and shipped them to Pennsylvania the other day. So we stop at a gas station. He fills up and a stupid muffler delete Mustang turns on. And I'm talking to Jake about something funny that's happening. And we have to stop talking because this fucking idiot revs his shit, goes down the, the, the side of the gas station, revs it. And I'm like, now I understand. Now I understand why people hate S550 owners because I'm not around those types. I'm not in the, at the meets. I'm not at car shows. I, I don't really hang around people that rev their shit. If I'm if I'm if I'm talking to you and we're like hanging out one day and I and I, and I see you leave the parking lot and you go ram, 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 I will block you everywhere Facebook Instagram and my phone because I don't want to be affiliated or associated with non-driving motherfuckers. Justin says Alex shout out to Lund they work with my installer and finished up my 17 made nine nine sixty four seven thirty four that's a shit ton I'll reach out for revision once the PBA six already gets put in Justin that's a Vortec car. And I told the guy, that is a buttload of power through a 6R80. A 6R80 soaks up so much power. Just for reference, my Fairmont went 850 or 870 at 860 rear wheel horsepower through a 6R80. Give, give it a compression test, maybe a camera on the cylinder. Okay, what's happening here? Literally, the first thing I did when considered drag racing was Google the best time for stick shift quarter mile racing and immediately learned all about bias plies and did a deep dive. Um... Alex, what do you say about the Grey Goose 6R80? Get it out of there? No, because LaFoxy, that's our bread and butter. And it does not show any signs of giving up. The last time it had an issue, we feel it had an issue with the filter placement. And I'm going to talk to Junior about that at length in an interview or something. Because the last time it did smoke something inside of it. But we think it's because of the pan that we're using. And we had to crush the filter in a little bit to make it fit a certain valve body whatever the filter area and we think once the car launched really hard it took the fluid and sent it back and momentarily starved that filter so now we have a let's just say uh provisions to keep the fluid at the filter imagine we need to baffle the freaking trans pan 
Um, they could have put a stock parts in your Gen 1 before they traded it in. You're right. You're 100% right about that. Um, rev rev means I can't drive a manual. I hate typical Mustang person. This is why I became a fan of YOLO material. Coyote Austin says, Alex, what kind of wellness checks are a good idea to do every year for a boosted Coyote besides a leak down compression and street car? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rad Dad. Um, so health and wellness check on every Coyote should be the following. I just had a customer put a catch can on his car. He, he previously had a sealed catch can, meaning it wasn't vented to atmosphere. And it was masking some issues. I think it caused some issues. Once he put a, a, a to atmosphere catch can, it started huffing and puffing. Then he goes, what's this? I go, I know exactly what that is. It's a pop ring lid. So coyotes that have a tight ring gap, typically with boost, when you guys get greedy, that's why I tell you guys to keep it at 850. Anything above that, it's going to be a problem. So this guy popped the ringlet. Now, what is the biggest, you know, uh, uh, condition or what do you, what do you see in the motor when you pop a ringlet? The oil, there's oil over the spark plug and no cleaning it or, 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 or anything is it. There is no compression in that hole because the ringlet popped. It doesn't mean the piston is fucked up. It doesn't mean the, 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 the cylinder is scored up. It just means you pop the ring lid, it's in the pan somewhere, and that thing, vaya con Dios, saca el body, and it's not going to uh, have cold compression anymore. So I would do a compression test. Leak down, not so much, but it depends on what you're doing. If you have a 650 rear-wheel horsepower Coyote on good quality fuel, you don't need to do anything but oil changes, regular oil changes, regular check your fucking oil every time you fill up because a lot of you idiots just drive it thinking that it's going to be fine after 7,000 miles, and then when you open the oil pan and drain it, three quarts come out. And you're like, where's my other five or six or seven, depending on your generation coyote? Well, you never checked in between oil changes, shithead. So what you should do, dumbass, is check your oil every single time you fill up. That's why old gas stations would ask you to pop the hood every time you filled up to check your oil. Because when you're in 300 miles or 250 miles or whatever, if you're on E85, it's even worse. Because the E85 inherently has a little bit of blow-by. Fuel ends up in your fuel ends up in your oil pan. And it'll dilute, make it thinner. It'll thin out your oil. And now it'll make the oil from 530 to 515. And now it's easier to have blow-by. Stop it. Best short block to go for MTD2 record, SI50. Okay. I just washed the plugs and carb cleaner. Um, Ken Phillips... Hit up the blower manufacturer. That's how you should talk. If you want to know blower oil intervals, you need to talk to the blower manufacturer. Planning on eventually boosting my manual 18DT. Thinking about doing everything else first, though. Caliber trans, fuel system, anything else you recommend. Only looking for 650 to 750 reliably. Well, reliably, this is the most reliable way of keeping a Coyote alive. Great octane fuel and low boost. I would rather you live at 10 PSI and 21 degrees of timing than at 14 or 15 PSI and 19 degrees of timing. Both will make a lot of power. The 14 PSI obviously will make more torque and feel better. But now you're kind of bringing the car to the edge a little bit because a 14 PSI Whipple car can make close to 800 rear wheel horsepower with E85 and 19 degrees of timing. So then you would say, well, Alex, why don't you just leave it at 14 PSI and 14 degrees of timing. Well, why don't you just leave it at 10 PSI, less pressure in the cylinder, and just 
bring the bring the spark to 21 degrees. I, I I don't understand people that go a lot of boost, less spark. Well, why don't you just have a little boost with then strain out the internals less and just throw spark at it than to stress out the internals more and not have enough spark in it. I, I, whatever. Um, Justin says, I appreciate the checks and balance between the installer and Lund. It was nice to see knowledge shared being shared. The result of made this customer feel confident and cust- and comfortable. Justin ended up... Um, so, okay. I will give you the rundown with Justin's experience. And this is a great thing about the customer. We started tuning the car on 10 PSI. And I started noticing that the power was down. So, luckily, this gentleman knows his shit. And started tinkering with... Um, it had an adjustable boost wastegate thing and he started messing with that until we got to about 600 robo horsepower on 10 PSI. I said, leave it there. You're not racing on 10 PSI. You're not racing anybody at 600 robo horsepower. It's boosted. It makes 600 on pump gas and it's safe, right? Yes. Okay, let's now throw an E85 tune in there and get after it. At about 7,200 RPMs, it had uh, ID1300s. At about 7,200 RPMs, I started noticing fuel trims were fine. But AFR started climbing up. And I thought to myself, well, Gen 2 does not have a fuel rail pressure sensor. So based on my experience, I think it was running out of injector. So I said, because it made 960 plus rear wheel horsepower. Again, 6R80s soak up a ton of power. So to me, on a manual, that's like almost 1100 or almost mid thousands, 1050, 1060. Right, or maybe thousand or maybe eleven hundred. That's getting really close to the ID thirteen hundred limit. So I said, let me do me a favor, bump up the fuel pressure. Same tune, don't change the tune. Wouldn't you know it? It actually flattened out. He was even smarter and said, You know what? Let me just lower boost two PSI. And it's gonna live in the nine hundreds and have a great time. I go, let's do it. Literally, same tune. 900 horsepower and i showed him the afr was happy and it wasn't spiking based on the fuel pressure changes that we made and lowering the boost a lot of customers get greedy a lot of customers want to see that thousand number and that's when shit blows up and i've started noticing that people do this once they receive their car from the shop and it made a thousand on the dyno they daily drive on the thousand horsepower tune you cannot do that so this whipple car Okay, and let's be very honest about this VMP Whipple car. If you as a customer have that much boost on your car, going watt on pump gas and a stage two Whipple is just asking for trouble. If I were you, I would bring the power down. Just because it can make 800 does not mean it should make 800 because what's going to happen? You're not going to stay off of the gold pedal. You're not... You're not disciplined enough to only go watt when there's good octane fuel in it. You're dumb. You're stupid. Oh, it feels really good outside. I got boost weather. So let's think about what that means. Now the air is denser. Now you're stressing out the fuel system more. Now the car is making more power. So sure, it feels amazing until it doesn't. And then it pops and see you later. So if you look at VMP's video and go, oh my God. I can get a pump gas car to go 990s with catalytic converters. Does that mean it's going to be fine and safe if you do back-to-back-to-back-to-back watt pulls? No. Not just no. Fuck no. So the customer, the salesperson selling it, 
yeah, I made 800 on pump gas. And you need to really have an understanding of what the customer hears. He thinks that's safe. Oh, well, what? and this is, this is the, the logic behind the customer. They wouldn't sell me something that's not safe, right? They don't give a fuck. They don't give two shits. Here, it's a stage two kit. There's no warranty on that. Bye. Hey, I want that stage two kit that makes 800 horsepower. Here you go. That'll be $13,000. Okay, um, cool. Put it in. Go watt. Feels great. Go watt again. Feels great. Go watt and do a 150 mile an hour blast. What's that smell? Sasso, man. Your catalytic converters melted. It was nice and cold outside and you didn't, and you didn't, you had Marathon 93 in there. You didn't have Shell 93 with Octane Booster like they're putting on. So be very smart. Just because you pick up your car from a shop, it made 800, does not mean you should keep it at that power level going forward. Be smart. Keep it at 650 or 700. And when you go to the track, you get Octane Booster or Race Gas. Now the car has knock protection. It has a ton of octane and the car can run the number. And then when you're done, remove the pulley, put the other pulley back on that's less boost and drive it home. You dumb motherfucker. Like it's not that difficult, but people need to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? What's conditioned? The customer needs to be conditioned as to what needs to happen with this car. Because they pick up a car that makes a thousand, drives it on the thousand horsepower tune, and it pops shortly after it made a thousand. Aries Sick says, "Oh, give me, give me ten dollars. Thank you very much." And info blows my mind. Thank you, sir. This is one of one RTR. Do you guys think? Did you guys not know that? Did you guys not know that when your car makes a thousand on the dyno, the first thing you should do is back the power off? Do you think I deliver cars at a thousand horsepower when I was doing them in person? Let's say I have a boost controller, right? Okay, uh, turn up the boost controller. Okay, turn it up, turn, made a thousand. Okay, uh, here's the keys. Uh, that'll be 800 bucks. And he leaves on a thousand horsepower. Nope. I sit down and I go, okay, dickhead, this is what you're gonna do. Boost controller number one, gate. Gate, bitch ain't even on. It's 600 horse. Two, 10 PSI. Three, 12 PSI. I would not do one. I, don't, I would not do two or three unless you have E85 in the tank and uh, sticky rubber. Dude, do not be irresponsible. Start handing the keys off to people with this this crazy power number, especially on the new cars. Bet me, it is uh, February twenty second, twenty twenty four. Catalytic converters on twenty twenty four Mustangs are gonna start melting. Bet me on this shit. Bet me on this shit. Uh, Car Enthusiast says, Alex Nestor here. I know you provided Simba before, but what clutch do you recommend for my 14 GT500 and a shop to upgrade the TR6060? Ben Calamer. Ben Calamer. Ben Calamer. Now, you can get a McLeod RXT with the GT500 specifically. It's pretty good, but it is going to feel like a dumb truck. It's going to be a very grabby clutch. If you have the money, you get a Mantic Dual or Triple. If you want to get like a spec stage two, you can do that too. For my money, I get a Mantic Duel or live with the grabby nature of the RXT and Ben Calamer for any manual transmission, period. Tony's good. He was here farting earlier. I smelled nothing but butt cheeks and a fucking Tony. Um, Alex, will Jake ever get to the 10R80? No. I'm going to be honest with you. 
Jake is very smart. The 10R80 is not a transmission that you should attempt to go fast in. If you're one of these dumbasses that goes, I want to enter an overdrive race with my 10R80, you will lose that race. You'll say, well, you know, I went to an overdrive race, Alex, and it was no prep. Top, top end. Top end, overdrive, no prep. Like, like the worst shit you could do to a 10 already. Absolutely the worst. And you're lifting, you're on and off, the converter locks up, unlocks, you smoke it. Now you got an $8,000 bill, $6,000 bill, $4,000 bill. Or let's say you rebuild them yourself. You're going to go, well, I can rebuild them myself. It's all good. That's, you're going to be rebuilding two or three a year if all you do is race the thing. I'm going to get Tony out of here. He is farting nonstop. Get out of here. Go, 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 go. Get out of here. You're farting. You stink. Fuck, that dog stinks, bro. Dude, it's just dropping bombs here. Have to get him out of here. Just it smells like shit in here, bro. Unreal. <laughs> Boston Terriers are top tier dogs. More calm more calm as they age. Don't get an RXC. I hated mine on my GT500. I hate my RXC, says Jared Weld. Where do they get GSI cats? God damn it. Can you, can you please stop asking this fucking question about the GSI cats? I've answered it a thousand times. A thousand times. Thanks for the Patreon response. Ordering crank support this weekend. That's right. If you want build support, I have a Patreon link. I get paid 15 bucks a month and we literally chat all day. That's all we do. Uh, let's see them calves. Uh, stupid. I, I did. What did it say here? I even did the break in and it was the most ridiculous chattering piece of shit I've ever had. Minute performance already has a 10 already game on lock. Okay. Yeah. Those will smoke after a couple of races. Nothing against their build. It's just the architecture of the 10R80. No matter how good you build it, after 1,100 horse and about three or four track sessions, bye-bye, time to get a new one. Hey, Alex, in a few weeks, I'm ordering a tune for my 22 Mustang. However, on May, I'm installing headers. No. For the... No. I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> Guys, I'm holding it together. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Everyone on the chat that doesn't know the answer. Why do you think you need a tune revision with headers installed? Go. Seriously. What do you think headers are doing that I need to change in the tune? And before you say more, f more air equals more fuel. Okay. So how am I going to add more fuel to the tune when the airflow is increased and the math sensor does all of the work for fueling? Imagine you have a F-150 truck and you have a map sensor in the manifold. Do I have to hit the speed density table because it flows more air? Or will the map sensor simply go, oh, look, it's flowing a little more air. Let me account for the fueling. The math flowing more air will compensate. That's why we do idle and slow rev logs. Think about it. Idle, slow revs. Okay, looks good. Go watt. What? Now I've sampled from 1.1 hertz to, to NA, 9 hertz. So you think headers is going to bring it up like 2 hertz? No. Headers is like minuscule and nothing needs tweaked with headers. Now, if you removed the catalytic converters on your emissions equipped vehicles, you will get PO420, PO430 codes. You will get those codes. And Alejandro Flores, as a tuner that's trying to stay and keep the company afloat, 
We can't bypass emissions components. We cannot shut that off. You will have on your brand new car a fucking check engine light like this. Just like if you do the same thing on a Whipple calibration, you will have P0420, P0430 codes in a 24 Mustang. And if you don't, something's up with that tune. <laughs> they want the check engine light off. Duh, exactly. They think that I'm just going to go, oh, oh, you got headers? Let me just bypass emissions, right? Here you go. Let me just shut off emission stuff. That's not what we do. We were in business. We want to stay in business. People want them cat codes off, but guess what? They don't turn that off exactly. People are stupid. They don't need anything for headers. Now, guys, one of the best things that I've ever seen, because we were talking about VMP basically becoming a surrogate for Whipple, the memes that have come out, like you see the thumbnail. The thumbnail is good. But I received some of the most wonderful um things <laughs> and this is the problem right if you worked hard to build a brand like vmp did by showcasing what whipple can do you are now diluting your brand and maybe you don't see it but everybody else does so that's why i'm like confused because this is brand suicide in my opinion but again what were their options Stick with Magnuson? Try to develop a blower with Magnuson? Are they still trying to develop a blower with Magnuson? Is Whipple going to be cool with them developing a blower to compete? Like it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't make sense if you look at it from an outsider's perspective. The black electrical tape, spacers for the win. Uh, oh, Donald says, okay, I was getting different answers from everyone. Just wanted to get credible info. What the internet will tell you is this. Yeah, you need a tune because you got to shut off the cat, the, the cat codes. Okay, if your local tuner wants to do that, cool. The software we have doesn't let us turn that off. You, you have to take a class. The class has to be certified. And then you have to say, I, you know, sign a thing that says, I will not disable these codes. So people that are telling you that are a little kooky in my opinion. Hey, I want an SI50 MT82. What do you recommend? Gen 2 or Gen 3? What's a reasonable price for those cars? I want to run NA. And what shops do you work with in New Jersey? I don't know anything about New Jersey, but I know Chuck uh, at CND Auto Tech is up there. And I know that Got Boost New York. Uh, you know what? I got to look up Got Boost New York. Got Boost. That guy works on cars all the time. And I, let me see if I can uh, I'll go to his Instagram page because this guy. Look at this guy. We tuned all these cars for him on Instagram. So if you're in the New York area, got boost, high performance. This guy, this thing made 1,060 like with the with one tune. This GT500, one tune, 1,060 or something. Uh, uh, headphone warning. Oh, my God. I almost died. Oh, wait, no. This is not a GT500. This is a Paxton. So got boost New York. Um, if you're in the New York area, just go to him. Dude, the logging, the, I mean, he, he, he sells our tuning. I mean, or at least data logs are tuning. This guy's legit as fuck. So if you got anything in the New York, New Jersey area, got boost New York, hit him up. I don't know where the fuck he's located. Hit him up and make that work. Because um, every single time I see a, a tune ticket from him, this guy's legit. I'm like, I know the car's going to be legit. Um, see, John Solano, that's like fucking stupid to post see that this is why and i know the name this is why i stay away from you this is why i stay away from you because you don't get it 
You just don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. No matter how many times I say certain things, you say something that just makes me go, this guy doesn't understand anything. So this is why I don't fuck with you. Now, I don't dislike you. You're probably a nice guy. But there are certain people that just don't get it. And they go out there and put this up as if it's a positive. It's, it's just goofy behavior. And now you see why I don't answer a lot of emails, why I ignore most people on Facebook, why I don't answer a lot of people on Instagram, because they're goofy and they don't get that you posting certain things implicates certain things. I mean, mind blown that he would think that that comment, and, and I'm posting it up so that you guys understand what I deal with every day. Every day, there's 80 of him, 90 of him. And I'm like, do, do you not? I'm sorry. Alex, but what about that one lid don't get banned? Oh, God. Definitely self-snitching. He thought that. Yeah, it's not a flex. It's like the dumbest thing you can post. It, it, it's like when rappers rap about who they shot, where they shot them. It, it, it's that bad. So I'm disappointed because I don't think people understand how serious certain words are. I still think drag and drives are bullshit. I still think promoting that you are deleting emissions equipment on a carb EO tuned kit is dumb as shit. So that's why I don't fuck with anybody because they don't get it. They simply don't get it. They just want to sell parts. They just want to flex about horsepower. They don't know the bigger picture. And I just sit there and go, I don't want to talk with anybody. I don't want to fuck with anybody. Everyone's stupid. I'm good. For racers, that CEL is a badge of honor. Whipple VMP, Shaka, when the walls fell. <laughs> Darmok. Angelad at Tanagra. No giveaway today, by the way, guys. I've given you guys $4,000 worth of parts in the last uh, couple of, couple of um, weeks. So today I'm just going to chill. ESS needs R&D G3X Gen 1 you picked up. No, I don't want a fucking Gen 1. I want a VMP Gen 2R. Actually, I'm going to take the logo. I'm going to scratch it off because they don't exist no more. They don't make it no more. They don't legacy support that bitch no more. And it's going to be the YDBT Gen 2R. Um, hey, Alex, I was planning on running E soon on my ESS G2 kit. After I finished fuel system upgrade, I was wondering if I should keep my spark plug gap at 28 or close the gap. No, no, no. You get that sucker down to like 26 or 25 if you're going to jack up the timing a little bit. LaFoxy says, VMP going to get a boosted pump and ice tank dealer because their throttle body suck. No more blowers at this point. Now, let's talk about that. I, okay. I work for a company that tunes probably 80% of Mustangs on the planet. Coyote Mustangs. Okay, let's get that right. So if I see a manufacturer sell parts that fail 50% of the time, and then I tell you, by the way, if you want to upgrade the throttle body or something, this manufacturer's throttle bodies fail 50% of the time. And then you buy it, and it fails. And then you send it back. And they send you another one. And it fails. And then I go out of my way and send every monoblade tune I have available to me. I even make custom tweaks. And it still fails. That should give you a clue to look elsewhere. Or live with the one that works. 
And I don't say that because I dislike any companies. I say that because I'm looking out for the customer. I've become like a guy that has a little bit of credibility behind his name. And I don't want to, I don't want to lose that. And even if it means shitting on something that does not work to prevent you from spending $1,000 that you might have trouble returning, I would rather be honest with you and look bad in another company's eyes than to say, sure, try it out for 50. It's, it's only 50%. And this is the nice part about not being in the parts game. When I was selling parts or working for a company that sold parts and tuned, do you know how difficult it was to say, I think it's the part we sold you that sucks. And it was a terrible position to be in. And I thought to myself, I don't like this. I don't like lying to the customer. I don't like lying. So now that I work at a tuning company, all I do is tell the truth without any biases. We'll tune a Whipple, we'll tune a ESS, we'll tune a Vortec, VMP, Odin, this and this and that. So if you were to tell me, Alex, VMP, Odin, or a Gen 3 Whipple, or Gen 5 Whipple, I'd say, what do you want to do? Well, I want to go as fast as possible, a Whipple. There isn't even a, a choice of those two. I had a customer today, Alex. If it was you, Whipple Gen 5 or ESS, I said, what do you do? He goes, I roll race. I said, ESS. ESS. A G3X with a 100 millimeter pulley in a 10R car versus the same boost Whipple car, same car. Boy, bet it all on ESS. Why? The RPM the 10R sits at and the G3X at a 100 millimeter pulley is huffing. That bitch is moving. It is pulling so freaking hard. I've seen easy four second ESS kits that should have no business being in the four second 60 to 130 zone. I'm like, wait a minute. This car has a BAP and MS109 and it went 490. And then you see my buddy, my pupil, my star ESS customer, Valley 10 speed running threes. On a stock motor, 10R80, Gen 3 car, on the street. Not at the track where it's sticky, on the street. So I'm going to go, you want a roll race? Get an ESS. You want a drag race and take it to in the eight-second zone? Get yourself a Whipple and you should be good to go. It's that easy. And I'm doing this based on experience. Now, other people that sell parts go, that's stupid. How do you, Alex, where do you come up with that? Alex doesn't know what he's talking about. 70 cars a day that I personally do, and the other two or three guys do 70 cars a day, we all share the same data, and that's how we give you the recommendation we give you. We don't sit there and go, well, we got 30% margin on Whipple, so I'm going to sell you a Whipple. That's not how I operate. But when I was working at a company that sold parts, that's how you have to operate. You have to go by what sells, what margins. If you're a salesperson and you're being judged on your sales, you're going to be judged on the sales of the parts that give you the most margin. If you're a tuner and you want your customers to go fast, you're going to be judged or you're going to judge that person's future upgrades based on the data that has been given to you on the street without any discrimination or biases. 
Um, I'm just saying Alex has never said anything negative about my throttle body, says Alva Galarga. My shop told me to keep my stock 80 mil, my shop told me just to keep my stock 80 millimeter pulley for the 2020 GT500 swap on my S197 because the others are junk unless I hate drivability. He's right. So you have a, now takeoff blowers are becoming a thing. The gen, uh, the, the GT500 blower, the 2650 Eaton, people go, oh yeah, just take it off, put it on. Okay, so now what throttle body is um, um, compatible with the first generation Coyote? The Gen 1 throttle body, the stock throttle body. And they're going to go, but I want a bigger one. This is 2650. Hey, stupid. It's a 2650. That small throttle body will make 700 horsepower on a 2650. No problem. If you have 110, 105 millimeter cold air and you have a 80 millimeter throttle body, but the rotor pack is 2650, that's already too much boost. Depending on the pulley size, it's already too much boost for your car, for your Gen 1 car of all things. That's why I see a lot of Gen 1 cars blowing up with a Predator blower. They get a Ford Racing 90 millimeter, which is hit or miss, or a BBK 90 or a BBK 85. They put a three inch pulley on it, which is enough to make 800 horsepower. And the thing blows up and they wonder why. Alex doesn't know what he's talking about, and his channel isn't influential. Uh, Rad Dad, you're 100% on that. You maybe want to sell my TVS at times, but I want to go nines with it. Uh, Sentry, graph goes straight up. ESS rolls the fuck out. Uh, would that rollway CSS versus Whipple Logic transfer to a manual car? Mm. No. No. So let's talk about gear drop, okay? I'm going to show you a very crude graph. Okay, this is what a 10R80 graph looks like when you're shifting. And let's say this is 7,500 RPM, okay? And this is 7,500 RPM. The peak of the graph on this is 7,500 RPM, okay? I'm gonna get a piece of paper that is not stupid. Oh, geez, the wine, the wine. Okay, let's do this. Do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Where is it? Do it live. Do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. Okay. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking right. thing sucks. So, yeah. if you have a 10R80 car, which is, <laughs> this is Mendoza's guy, the people that want stuff. So, the, the top graph is 7,500, right? So, the drop, the bottom part, let's say the bottom part of the graph is 6,900. And the bottom part of a graph on a manual car is 5,800. So the ESS car is going to live in the 6,900 to 7,500 range at every gear. And it's making power because it's staying above 6,900 RPMs. The lowest it'll drop is 6,900 RPMs. But let's say you have a stick car and you shift and the drop is to 5,800 RPMs. Well... How much power is the Whipple making at 5,800 RPMs versus an ESS at 5,800 RPMs? So if this car right here is a ESS uh, car and it's in the 6,900 to 7,500 RPM range, a 600 RPM drop, but this one is a 1,200 RPM drop or, or whatever, you know, 7,500, yeah, a 1,200 RPM drop or something like that or more, well, this, I would hope, I'd rather have a torquier car that makes torque down low than a centrifugal car that makes power up here somewhere. So no, it does not translate. 
It, it, you need you need to keep the power band in the meat of whatever power adder likes. So if my Whipple makes 550 torque or 650 torque from 5,000 all the way to 7,000, and I have a manual ESS car that only makes that torque after 7,000, when I shift on a Whipple car, ba-boom. And then maybe you'll catch up with the ESS, but then y'all got to shift again, ba-boom, I'm in front again, and then you got to play catch up again with the ESS car. That's probably the best way I could explain it to you guys. You, That's why I think an ESS car, 10R80, 15 PSI, donkey stomps a Whipple car, 15 PSI, 10R80. Because the power band favors the ESS car than the Whipple car that makes more torque. I hope that, but please, you should clip that part. Because this, this, this explains how you should choose the power adder for your style of racing. What do you want to do? I want to drag race, Alex. Okay, beautiful. Then what you do is you, you want something that gives, gives you power out of the hole. That's a Whipple car. You want to get to the 330 faster. The ESS car, you want to make that power, you better launch it at 6,000 RPMs. And that's, there's no way to do that with, it, with the 10R80. Hard to beat the gear stack of a 10R on a roll race. One of the reasons the dyno is a good tool, easy to visualize where the curve is. I need DSS kit for 18 to 20 F-150. I hear it might be much longer until they're available. Don't even bother. Love you, ESS. Do not even bother. They're just not. It's just, I bought a truck and was hoping for a turbo kit to show up. Jake nixed it, and I wasn't happy about that. Then ESS is like, hey, if you hang for about a year, we'll have it. I hung for a year and a half. Didn't hear shit. Sold the truck. Que pedo, Alex, you're joining the live, says Edgar. Great explanation for the people who get it. If you want your RPM to recover in the meat of your power with a D4, you'll have to shift much higher than you would with an old MTD2, let alone a 10-speed. Does this translate with the Tremec? It depends on the gear ratio. If you have a 2.6... Okay, the reason the 2.66 uh, T56 and... Um, 2.66 gear ratio... Um, for 297 versus 256 is the gear stack is tighter on a 266 and we'll show you that gear ratio gear goddamn it gear ratio t56 i want a, a visual visual representation so a close ratio and the, i love it tick performance makes my case for me close ratio what does that mean that means the drop in between gears is less severe. So the first gear being 2.66 allows the gears to recover faster. So right here, 2.66, second is 178, third is 130, fourth is 10. A, two, a 296 first has a, um, let's say, a wider drop. So let me, uh, let me go over here. So... 2.96 gear ratio. Is it 96? Ratio. Ah, damn it. Ratio. T56. Uh, that's Tick performance 297. Perfect. So these are two competing back to back. And this is uh, not the best ratio. So 297, 210. And look at the 210 to third. So the first to second is tightish the second to third is huge whereas this one is 266 178 then 130 10 so i would rather get a 2.66 
uh, transmission, if you want to keep the gear ratio tighter than a 2.97 first. That, but the problem is this, then you need a numerically higher diff for that first gear not to feel super long. It's like impending traffic ticket, the best kept secret. No joints are fine, not in your record. What are you talking about? Rootstyle blowers help with download torque but suffer from heat, so not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Uh, okay, roots or screw? Because there's twin vortices, there's roots, then there's screw. And a, a Whipple is a twin screw blower. A TVS is a twin vortices blower. But you look at them and they go, oh, they're top mount. They're both the same thing. No, it's not the case. You really have to do your research on that stuff. That's why, and nothing against Whipple, I think the TVS is just badass. A lot of people go, what happened with a VMP in that 3.1 liter? My opinion, the case design. So case design is very, very crucial to proper airflow. And if you are trying to stuff 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, I think that's what happened when VMP attempted to stuff a 3.1 rotor pack in an existing case design. So, you know, what are you going to do? Johnny Boy says he don't know what the fuck Roots is. <laughs> um, so in my opinion, if let's say you start fresh with a brand new wild and crazy looking case design. I'm saying fat top mount intercooler a la Whipple. Basically, Edelbrock or, or, or Magnuson can probably make a wild uh, looking case that helps the 3.1 flow that crazy amount of air and torque. I don't think in an existing case design, it was going to work with VMP stuff. But that doesn't mean someone like Harrop, Magnuson, or others can attempt to put a 3.1 in something that is wild looking as a test piece and not make an existing case design work. We talked about efficiency islands. We talked about all that stuff. Hey, y'all, uh, says Ashley Fox. Theo, Alex gives all the good info for free, by the way. Alex, if you delete the DF from Gen 3 Coyote, can you, can you up the other... Can you up... No, because where the um, the head design, LaFoxy, look at the head design. You can't change where the spark plugs sit. The spark plugs sit in, in weird places. You can't change that. One blower is an air pump. The other one is an air compressor. All blowers, best soak is physics. Nuclear shark attack says so... In this screw blower talk, where's the Kenny Bell coming to play? That one is twin screw, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, Kenny Bell is twin screw. So uh, it says the the world's best superchargers. I mean, that's a, that's hilarious. They went out of business. Um, so this is the funny thing about the Kenny Bell stuff. And we talked about, I don't know how this got into a blower talk, but I love it. This is my wheelhouse. This is the bypass on a Kenny Bell blower. And the problem with Kenny Bell blowers is uh, the, the, the exclusive twin screw so this is a so this is rotor design issues i think whipple has let's just say advanced rotor design as compared to kenny bell uh kenny bell stuff if you look at the the rotor design for lack of a better word it mimics kind of like older stuff and i don't really think that they got around to the um 
to the nitty gritty and the meat of the science behind the, the, the certain twist, the degrees of twist, the drive, see how they have a gear drive system and a coupler here. Um, that probably didn't help the situation. Uh, actually that's kind of how all of them are. Um, but I just think for whatever reason, they also had a case design issue. See the inlet of the uh, Kenny Bell was laughable. The baddest Kenny Bell is this one. Why? There is no restriction. The biggin inlet rear feed was badass. This is the type of stuff you make 1500 horse and up. But then they were offering you this fucking elephant trunk shit. Sucks it from the bottom. It goes up. It, it goes here and it, it makes this fucking turn. And this 90 degree turn is just fucking stupid. And this is even more stupid. If you look at the, the way it feeds into the rotors, it takes a hard 90 degree turn. So... The only thing Kenny Bell is good for is for big, dumb race applications and not something that's streetable 650 and up. It was just going to be a loud blower that's wildly inefficient and just got hot. Now let's talk about the liquid cooled design. This is the biggest fucking horse shit I've ever seen in my life. How can you liquid cool something with fluid from your radiator? What, where does it grab the cooling from? If it's liquid cooled, what liquid is cooling it? If it is coolant from the engine that's 160 and up degrees, almost up to 200, tell me how that's a good thing. So once I started kind of just like poking holes in that stuff, I'm like, okay, this is a non-starter. This is easy. This is so easy to debunk. Thank you, Jay Mank, for the $10. So that's when Kenny Bell lost me because all I had to do is go, wait, where are you grabbing the liquid from? The intercooler is the intercooler is the intercooler. Meaning, the brick underneath the blower has fluid flowing through it through an intercooler pump. And it has its own heat exchanger. Okay. So, where are you grabbing the coolant from for the case? Is it the car's coolant? then that's probably 160 plus degrees or is it the intercooler fluid that is being heated by the blower I, I it just blew my mind uh the 3.6 was nice and i had fun the kenny bell has 160 degrees of rotor heat so wet air intake so you're saying the kenny bell that sucks it from the back better than the one that sucks it from the bottom hey oh that's nice alva galarga look the big gun is not okay guys I don't care what Whipple comes out with. This is the big, this is the baddest bitch on the planet. If you're talking power right here, the big gun rear feed. The problem is this stupid manifold they got is just dumb. But like, this is like the four and a half liter Billy badass. You got to ice it down every fucking pass. It's dumb shit. This is the guy. The rear feed, big motherfucker. Ain't, ain't no joking around. There is no restriction. Sucking a bird. You sucking a pigeon, it'll just... And it like nothing happened. So, I mean, but then we're not talking streetcar stuff, right? We're talking race car bullshit. What did it run with the, main in, with the man in it? What did it run with the man in it? Did they back it up? Was this warranty trim? 400DA and the lightest female, good female driver? I mean, it's an auto. So 1020 is not bad. No, no, not bad. You can probably, uh, rest assured, you get Octane Booster in that car, and you go as a 225-pound male, 222, and uh, you can go 1020s in it. Not a problem. 
in 400DA. Now, let's think of a realistic number for the S650 with a Whipple Stage 2 kit. 10.5. Right? Guys, right? Let's not mince words here. 1500DA. 220-pound driver. Fully loaded, boost-tain on a normal summer day or even late spring day. 10.5. So don't think that your Stage 2 Whipple, as seen in that video, please listen to my words, assholes. A lot of you guys go, Alex said that you'll never duplicate the time. The way that car was configured in 1500DA, 220-pound driver, Boostane, it's a 1030, 1050 car. Right? Right? Um, I thought Whipple made a six liter blower with a rear intake that like that Kenny Bell. They probably do. I think they make an eight liter Whipple too. Can Kenny Bell make? Look, guys, let's not mince words here. Whipple makes Whipple Whipple runs the fucking powerboat shit. Whipple uh boat blowers images. They make like marine style shit. Okay, they like like the 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 stuff you see on cars is pussy shit. The stuff you see on cars is pussy shit. Okay? Don't get it twisted. They're bread and butter. They're known for marine applications. Okay? So when you think of Whipple, you think what? 293033? No. When I think of Whipple, I think of two 500 cubic inch motherfuckers in someone's boat like this. And each of them pumps out 1,100 at 3,800 RPMs. And you're just going down Miami. Wow! At 2,000 horsepower. Ah, that's what Whipple is known for. Okay? With this car shit, I think it's just like, like such a, like a non, like they don't give a fuck about it. I think they fucks with it just because. But I think like what Whipple is known for is their dumb, stupid, marine-style, ridiculous superchargers in boats. That's what they're known for. Like, that's what, that's what they're known for. So don't get it twisted, guys. This car shit, it ain't shit compared to their boat shit. That stuff is badass. Um, Shout, shout out to them, Pino. Okay. Whipple makes freight train superchargers drive by suck starting parked Harleys. Okay. You're not putting a Whipple A3 on a on a you're not putting a Whipple A3 liter rear feet on your peasant S197? Yeah, they have Whipples on big blocks and boats. Exactly. Air to air is king. I I need a blower. No, who the fuck said air to air is king? What the fuck are you talking about? Um Yeah, my car has a 4-5 Whipple that I'm not probably gonna use. I'll probably sell it, but no one buys no one wants to buy a 4-5 Whipple. It's crazy. Whipple makes a big 10.9 liter blower. Twin 500 Whippled in a Sig 1 or Fountain is gold. Yep, cigarette boat shit. Uh, when they weren't big in making superchargers for boats before the Coyote came out, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, come on. They were doing boat shit for a very long time. Um, man, that is unbelievable. Midnight Express. Man, who cheese Harry? Okay, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. ESS has dropped their nuts on the force induction competition. Have you ever seen this before? Okay, okay, Scott Ray. Relax. Relax. No ESS has gone sevens. ESS is barely in the eights. Okay? Pro Charger has been seven, sixes, fucking fives. And I don't like Pro Charger. Vortex, same thing. Crank mount is shit. 
even even off to the side mound and shit, has been into the fours and the eighth. When ESS starts making blowers that can support 2,000 plus horsepower, then you can say, oh, they dropped their nuts on the track. They dropped their nuts on the most peasant blower lineup there is. Car shit. Car street shit. That's what they dropped their nuts on. Peasant under $8,000 ESS kits. But when you're talking race car shit, ESS is not even a name people talk. No offense, Whipple has cars that have been in the way into the fours in the eighth. So has Kenny Bell, so has Pro Charger, so has Vortec. So before you say they drop their nuts on something, they drop their nuts in the street car under 1,000 horsepower game. And for the price, in terms of performance, if the best, quickest, and fastest ESS is an eight-second car, shh. Alex is ready. Enjoy the rest of the night. Y'all pissed him off already. Um, Googling Whipple Marine adapter plat plate for small block Ford. Whipple makes 10,000 liter for ships. <laughs> ESS is streetcar stuff. It's not race car shit. Or maybe it went up. Torx, I'm about to be in the fives. Nah, may not express his outboard motors. V-bottom cigarettes with big block Chevys run Whipples. Exactly, exactly. So you got to put everything into context. A lot of people think that the world that they live in is the world that they live in. Oh, by the way, if you got AT&T, you probably won't watch this today. You'll probably watch it tomorrow because you're just still down. I got Verizon. I had internet, phone, texting all day. Not a problem. Y'all AT&T fuck. If you got an AT&T iPhone, you were like super duper peasant. Even Metro PCS motherfuckers were absolutely having no issue with it. Like the fuck him in the ass while he beat up the they were texting. They were, they were they were talking about you know sliding on Pookie and finna slide and all this shit. And you AT and T motherfuckers were like, "What the hell happened?" ESS has broken cranks. Catching. A <laughs> oh fuck me! Uh, any famous people getting tuned by Lund these days? Um, yeah, yeah, but like. Like who cares, right? Like I don't, I don't want to say I tuned Joe Rogan or I tuned uh, Jay Leno or I tuned Tom Cruise. I, like who cares? You think Tom Cruise drives a a coyote? Motherfucker, motherfucker flies a, a Mustang airplane, like a legit P whatever the fuck airplane. Um, you need four torque storms to run. Wait, wait. You need four torque storms. <laughs> Uh, to run sixes, need another two for fives. Um, intermittent on data all day because of Wi-Fi on purpose. Most people on Wi-Fi. Verizon gang, exactly. Using AT&T service right now. I'm good. AT&T iPhone here. Got my ship back at noon. Kenny Bell liquid cooled. Uses hot dog water. VMP is taking heat about the Whipple deal. Look. Nuclear shark attack. Great name. This is... I think it... We're not nearsighted with it, and I understand we can be nearsighted with things. We can look at things and go, okay, who does this benefit? It benefits both parties. Whipple sells units. They don't care. They're like, sell units. You can absorb some of our EOs and have fun. VMP goes, now we have another market to, to, to give. If we have customers with 24 Mustangs, then we can sell them a Whipple kit. Install it, dyno it, send them on their way. So I guarantee there's VMP loyalists, blows my mind, but if you're a VMP loyalist and you were like, I like Justin Starkey, he's great. <laughs> so 
I'm going to have everything done by him. Okay, then if you trust that, he has a blower to sell to you with a VMP logo on it. So the problem is this. It's the watering down of your brand. Alejandro Flores, my brand is this, YDBT. My brand is talking shit. My brand is this and that. Imagine I now am a Cletus. I now absorb Cletus stuff. I start talking about the giveaways. I grab some dirt from outside the apartment and sell it to you. What are you guys going to think? Wait a minute. Alex railed against this guy. He didn't like him. He thinks he's wax shit. He thinks he's vanilla. He thinks he's bullshit. He talks badly about that style of content. And now he's all of a sudden wearing motion race work shit and yee hats and pit vipers. What are you going to think if I all of a sudden start bringing in Cletus stuff? You guys are going to go, y'all motherfucker, you sold out. You sold out. So if you were VMP and your surrogates were literally attacking everything Whipple and going to Facebook jail for it, and then those people then see you carry Whipple's product, they're going to think you sold out. Now, does it make business sense? Yes. Does it also show that you lost the war? Also, yes. You think the GT5... Oh, come on, Coyote Austin. What the fuck? Where have you been? Are we forgetting the lackluster 24 Coyote sales? I can't fathom they're selling boatloads of kits regardless of exactly. The sale of that car is already low. It's not high. No more positives place in competition in the market. That sucks competition breeds innovation. Hello, Alex. I'm late to the live. I'll catch replay later. All up on the, all up in the video. Exactly. Whipple prices with VMP sound like prices are going up. You do that? No offense, Alva Galarga. I'd be out. And guys, I say this from the bottom of my heart. If I start to sell out to shit like that, you can call me out on it and say I'm a fucking homo. I don't care if he offers me a million dollars a year to do podcast. Why don't you think I don't? Why do you think I don't do the Cooper Baghetti podcast? Not that I dislike Cooper Baghetti, but he is one degree separated from Cletus stuff, and he's had him on like thirteen times. So I'm like, I don't want to be in on that crowd. I don't want to be in on that crowd. I don't dislike him as a person. I think the content is whack shit, and I don't want to be involved. That's it. That's it. He's probably a great person, makes a ton of money. Good for you. I'm not going to sell out my soul for fucking money. I want to be able to say shit and fuck. If I start saying darn, yeet, and frick, I will absolutely end the show Go away. No, I will never give in. And that's what I want to keep. And I will. And even if it's to my detriment, even if it's to the point where I am losing people because nobody wants to hear real talk, I'd rather do that than sell out to some motherfucker. So when I see VMP doing that, I go, well, there goes that. This channel will never sell out. That's why we follow and support you. Did you see LMP Piston video? Yes, I did. It's very good. Imagine you grow some greasy jerry curls, wear aviators at night, and start saying, thing, thing about the Mustang like this. Your channel would plummet exactly. I know it's trash. I just want to know mechanical reasons why. The tuning. Why do you want to know mechanical reasons why? 
Why don't you just trust that I say it sucks? So this is a thing that happens with people out there. I say something sucks. And they go, but why? I go, do you trust me? Yeah, but I want to know why. Oh, so you don't trust me. You don't trust that what I'm telling you is proper. You want to debunk what I'm telling you. And I've always said this. When we get access to the DCT and start breaking it, that's when innovation happens. That's when you break something, you fix it, make it stronger, go back out. So as long as the GT500 has a DCT, it will be stuck in the 8 second zone at 1500 fucking horsepower. It will not go 7s with the DCT unless it weighs somehow 2300 pounds or tuning becomes available for the DCT, we can raise all the torque limits, it'll break stuff, we strengthen it with billet shit, take it to Ben Calmer or other people like like Pure and all those other guys, and then we can make it super robust and see if we can get into the sevens with a DCT. Until tuning becomes available, it's an absolute fucking dud and you're stuck with the stock Tremec stuff to make it work, which is a high eight second, low nine second, 1300 horsepower car fucking embarrassing uh, and that's why i joined your youtube i'm not paying a member of the other channel my ess comment was mainly for a sales standpoint not being the fastest i mean we, we don't know that based on your comment keeping it real alex we appreciate it that's et on your new gen one that's a good one i called them t- uh the other day and i'm like so where's my fucking car and the, dude the guy sounded like the guy sounded like he was he owns a cotton field. Well, I'm looking for Alejandro Flores. I go, yeah, this is me. Well, I was uh, I was informed that you were inquiring about your 13 Mustang. Is that correct? Yes. Well, look at here, boy. So we don't take it down to the uh, Ford dealership, and we don't see you had an able ass issue. ABS issue? Yep. And uh, it's like the ABS module is fried. But we're waiting on some software. We're going to go ahead and update the software. I was like, so the ABS module needs to be programmed with an IDS? Yeah. Like, do you don't have a Ford IDS at the Ford dealership? And he's like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, oh, you thought I was a dumbass. You thought I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I said, why don't you ship me the car with a bad ABS? I'm going to fuck about ABS. It's just gonna be this it's just gonna be off anyway. But I didn't say that. Because I want to make sure there isn't like other issues. So fix it. And when it comes down here and it pops ABS light, I'll let you know. Uh you're the only YouTuber I pay monthly because of the real life knowledge I trust. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. Like and subscribe. We need this guy's truth. First fucking guy I trust for tuning stuff. <laughs> Sounds like he has them colored workers. <laughs> he did. If you see it's running aftermarket ECUs or running seven and eight seconds, maybe someone will make a reasonable aftermarket ECU for the GT500. Boss Hog is working at Chevrolet dealership. For, they do have a Ford uh, market also. 2023s were zero percent interest to check around under check ground under ABS. That's on them. He asked Alice, "What kind of Mexican are you, boy? Are you one of them water Mexicans? Are you one of them rice and bean Mexicans? Are you like Chinese looking Mexicans? Like which one are you, boy?" <laughs> no, I okay. A lot of you guys read into the fact that I I laughed about the GT500 upgrade. There is no upgrade uh, update. Sorry, um, 
it's just circumstances around my build are funny. I haven't heard anything from the shop that is taking care of the valves. I knew that was going to take months. I knew it, guys. I knew it. It's the busy season, blah, blah, blah. Then when I get it back, I'm going to send it off to LM. That'll be another three or four months. So trust me, I'm not happy about it. That's why I sent the Fairmount off. That's why I sent the Corvette off. And then the notch comes back, nitrous hits, nines. And if it runs nines, I'm on the fence. And I might need you guys to help me out on another on another episode. Maybe we'll talk about it Sunday. If when, when the notch goes nines stick, nitrous, should I stick a C4 in it? Because I don't want to stick a TKX, a $3,000 trans or whatever it is, and then try to run like nine seven nine six. To me, that's stupid. If it goes nine nine or nine eight, mission accomplished. But then I thought to myself, I said, self, do I put a C four in it and see what it does auto? Because it might go nine three. But then I thought to myself, why do that? Why don't I just sell the car for like nine grand, get it out of my life? And put this money towards the Fairmont, the GT500, or the ZR1. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Someone said definitely the C4, the notch. No to the C4. You see what I mean? Someone says no. Someone says sell it. DJ says yes. Now sell it. Now you need a stick for sure. See what I mean? I have fucking four stick cars. I have the GT500, the Corvette, and the notch. You want me to have another stick car? You're leaving that notch question up to the peasant chat? Pretty much. C4 says DJ need more old school. Keep it, keep going all the way with the Fox for the price you paid for. It's worth it. Ah, oh, god damn it. Was the GT500 issued the biggest f up you could have ever experienced on a car? Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't think the guy it, the guy can't build motors. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Newport Mexican, nice. Sell the notch. Focus on the Gen One. Uh, right, I'm gonna have a Gen One too. Sell it. I was going to ask a question, but I went to Google and found it. Sell it. No C4. Keep manual and sell it. Easiest way to make 700 wheel on an 09 GT500. Stop it. I love the Fox, but it's not worth it to put a TKX in it. Put the money for another project. Supercharge the Caddy. Sell it. TKX and sell it. Do the TKX and sell it. Fuck you. If that thing goes nine stick with a TKO500, C4, it only you have two cars. I think it's time for a Whipple Boat Life. Sell it. Oh, I forgot you have another stick car. I would do old school setup and do a C4. Darwin Award spent $55,000 on S650. Another 10 can of blower to run 9.9. I mean, hey, Jay. At this point, it's smarter to buy a BMW. Listen to me what I'm about to say. If you want to go nines, what's better? Supercharge an S650 or tune a BMW? Oof. That's a good one. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. So today we talked about the nine-second pass, 9.9999, that Whipple achieved with VMP uh, people driving that car. I say that because that's like the most accurate way to do it because VMP as a company literally just bought a car, stuffed the Whipple on it, and ran a number. So congrats to Whipple for making a stage two octane booster verified by Whipple representatives on this chat. So it is an octane booster um, helped run. So if you're pump gas stage two, I wouldn't fuck around and find out that this thing's gonna be a 1050, 1060 car in normal conditions and not any octane booster in the tank. 
I'm out of here. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Peasant chat. We'll hang out for a little bit. See what happens between now and then. Talk about it. More 650 stuff. More Whipple stuff. We'll see what the fuck happens. Have a good rest of your week. I'll see you guys on Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. for...